Nice. Nice. We wait for that. That's our, that's the yeah. highlight. This is why we started that podcast was for that right there. Yeah. My name is Kevin Weatherby. Welcome to Cowboy Conversations with Save the Cowboy. I'm here with uh, me. I, I'm here with me. And I'm, also, <laughs> special. and I'm also here with Sarah Thorpe. She's our executive director of Save the Cowboy. And Ty Weber's our ranch manager. We have three ranches all across the United States where we raise high quality beef and give it to needy families. And then we have Mitch Gorman, who's our Raymer Ranch cowboy, takes care of one of our ranches, but is also in charge of our serving ministry. What's up? That's why he's in charge of serving. <laughs> now, I really welcome, guys. Thank you all for being here today. Uh, today, we, we had a, when we were getting ready for our sermon prep, we had a conversation about uh, different types of ministry. And I, I found it fascinating that I didn't know this about, about you, Ty, but you had a calling pretty early. I did. I did. Uh, I grew up in a Catholic, uh, not really Catholic faith, because I'm not sure that I had a lot of faith back then. But no, I, I'm getting hands laid off on me right now. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. I'm okay now, though, brother. Um, but anyway, I went through all the Catholic sacraments, um, and I'd gotten through confirmation, and and I did feel God's call to to go into ministry and. And at that point, that would have meant going into seminary to become a Catholic priest. And, and I knew he was calling me, but I, I, didn't, I wasn't going to be a Catholic priest. I said no, and I... And, I, uh, and you meant it. And I meant it. <laughs> and I meant it. And I said, no, I, won't, I will not do that. And my mom even knew, because she told me that I was supposed to be a priest. And uh, wouldn't do it. So, What's your oh. mom say now? Well, she's passed. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Uh, she, she how, how long ago? Uh, that's been five years. Has it been so, that long? Four, four years. So yeah. she did see you go into ministry. She did. She did. But it wasn't the same to her. Ah, uh, okay. Because I wasn't a Catholic yeah. priest. Yeah, that's too bad. My mom felt like Catholicism was it. Yeah. And it was for her. It was mm -hmm. for her. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. What about you, Mitch? <clears throat> I, I have kind of a story about, um, really inviting Christ in my life at a very young age. I, I had to have been kindergarten. I remember all the other older kids were getting saved at church. I remember the prayer that they prayed and everything. And for some odd reason, I went home and prayed it whenever I was a kid. And, um, I remember that night specifically how it all went. And then fast forward, I don't know how many years, um, until I was 21, um, around 21, probably 20. And I was still in college, and I'd went to a cowboy church in Clarendon, Texas, Arena Life Cowboy Church, and I just heard that pastor up there, Bunk Skelton, just laying it all out there. I mean, he was getting after it, preaching. It was really the first time that I saw the realness of Christianity. And I had a little voice inside of me saying, that's going to be you someday. And then my wow. my voice showed up and said, blankety blank, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because at that time, I was really living... I mean, you were in college, man. I was in college. Well, just say no more. <laughs> right. And right. I was, I was really living in, in sin. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I was not following Christ at all. And, and yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Cause I think we're going to talk more about it. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? I did not right. have that calling. I didn't feel it as a child. Um, never, ever imagined that I would be in ministry I started praying about five years ago for God to use me and to show me my gifts and lead me down that path. And it took about two years of 
daily consistent praying um, for you to finally walk by me and tell me that you were, that I was going to work for you. And mm. then that was that. Yeah. So there was a little lead up, but not nothing from my childhood. You want me to tell you something funny? Yeah. I don't remember that. Really? Mm-mm. Man, I remember it clear as day. Mm-mm. No, and I mean, like, yeah. I, I remember knowing that. Yeah. But like when you said that it was out, we were having church out here at the ranch. Yeah. Whenever I walked by and said that, and like, I don't remember it being out here at the ranch. I mean, like, I knew when you started helping us with the volunteer stuff, mm-hmm. as short a time frame as that was, yeah. like, I knew then, but just... It was probably in that two-year range that you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm pretty dense when it comes to God moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really has to tug, <laughs> You're tug a two-by-four? Yes, I need the two-by-four. And maybe that's what that was. Like, he gave that message to you to give to me, right. and it needed to happen like that for me for it to be very clear. Right. That, yes, this is it. This mm-hmm. is what you've been praying for. Here's your answer. Now go do yeah. And I, I usually say that, um, gosh, this is people that don't know me are going to be like turning this off right now. But I, I usually get what I want because I've tried to frame my life, my life around what God wants. Yeah. You know, so when you want what God wants, mm-hmm. it's amazing how often your prayers are answered mm-hmm. when, when that yeah. truly is the goal. And that was the goal of Save the Cowboy coming up here is I wanted what God. It's not like, God, will you help me do what I want? I asked God if I could help him do what he wants. Exactly. And people look at Save the Cowboy after 11 years. You know, we're one of the largest independent cowboy ministries in the nation, radio five states and Internet ministry, all of that good thing. You know, close to 200,000 on social media, all in giving away what, like three tons of beef or two tons of beef last year. And and can't wait to give away. Is it four? Yeah, eight thousand pounds. Was it eight thousand pounds? Mm-hmm. Well, eight thousand pounds of beef. <laughs> and you know why we don't know? Why I didn't know how many we give away? Because I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I care. Mm-hmm. I care that there's still hungry people out there. And what can I do yeah. in order to help them with the gifts that God has given us? The, of you know, being cowboys and raising beef and helping people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So continue. Well talking about spiritual gifts i didn't realize that my talent for problem solving organization puzzles making something nice out of a mess was a gift Mm. never ever ever crossed my mind it's just something i'm good at um but i can look back throughout my life and see different little ventures that i did and things that interested me that i think were the the seeds that grew mm-hmm. into those talents and, and that gift. And then the day that you walked by and said, you're going to work for me. I had no clue, but I, I knew it was a truth that right. you had spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did a Bible study on acts and found out that Stephen was kind of along the lines of me as far as talents mm-hmm. with the books and keeping everything organized, that type of thing. And it, I mean, I feel like God had closed my eyes to that yeah. for that moment. Because again, I need a big two by four right. for something to sink in. And all of this stuff is happening all at once. Like within, well, maybe about six months to a year it took to, for me to like fully integrate, Right, I think. Um, but things like that just kept happening. And it was, they were reassurances to me 
in a very clear way that reiterated and reassured me that I was now doing what God wanted me to do. And like you said, my prayers weren't, um, make me do something great. It was like, God, use me. I just want to help you. I don't care what it is. I just, I just want to hang out with you and, and do your work. And he took all of the talents that he had given me, instilled in me, and put those to work. Well, I had no clue. Right. And I guess what I, what I try to tell people is, you know, I'm sure somebody listening right now is like, oh, that's great, Ty, that you, you knew that at an early age. Oh, that's great, Mitch. You know, you had God talk to you. And, and mine was somewhat similar to that. I mean, I was a early teenager and, like, I didn't even want it. But yet I knew that someday that I that I would be in ministry somehow. But I just (laughs) this sounds so bad. I looked around and what what Christianity was like whenever I was growing up didn't fit what Mm -hmm. I needed Mm -hmm. because I, I didn't need a pizza party and I didn't need to be baited and switched, you know, like, well, you know, if you come to youth group, you can go skiing with us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't, and I'm not, and I'm not criticizing that, that I'm just saying for me, that's not what I needed. And it took me about, oh, it was conditioned nearly 30 years of experiencing what I didn't need. And then that's what Save the Cowboy ended up being is kind of, I figured if that if I was missing something or there was something else mm-hmm. out there for me, yeah. that surely there might've been something else out there for somebody else and that's why we do save the cowboy Mm -hmm. so differently but um i I was thinking whenever you were talking about that you know me and ty and mitch they see us every sunday Mm -hmm. they see us standing on stage you know and they hear me preach on podcasts and you know all of this stuff but what does ministry look like for an executive director um The easiest way to put it is support. I support you guys so that you can go and do the job that Mm -hmm. God has told you to go and do. Um, Again, my background, I'm a CPA. And so that line of work is always taking a burden off of someone's shoulders so that they can go and do what they're truly talented. Do you feel fulfilled by it? Absolutely. Right. And even before like being called into ministry, that was always something that was fulfilling to me. And it blew me away because to meet with clients and see the relief, you know, come off of their shoulders and have a big sigh of relief when they hand everything over and they know that, okay, it's going to be okay. And I can go back to making widgets or whatever. Right. Man, I love that. If I can help you with something that allows you more time to do something that you love, that's fulfilling for you, that, let me do it. Right. I, Absolutely love it. Yeah. Why do you have puzzles in your house? <laughs> Those are my mental breaks. I know it is. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Well, when you said earlier that, you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, find, what did you say? Like uh, solving problems. Solving yeah. problems and puzzles. Yeah. And whenever I was at your house the other day, uh, <laughs> I was getting some stuff for you. You were at work. And yeah. while I was waiting on you to text me back, I'm at Sarah's house doing her puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, oh, he, boy. he sends a message. He's like, I finished your puzzle. No. 
<laughs> I did not tell her how many pieces I put in my pocket. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, my mouth is has fallen open because I may have a bad habit of losing pieces. But so what? Like you know what the picture is, right? Right. Yeah. Keep, no keep big going. deal. Look at the box. <laughs> I get so much enjoyment of crossing out one thousand and writing nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> so I, I'm cleaning up this puzzle because I did finish it the other day yeah. two pieces were missing and then the packing supplies for simplified cowboy version are underneath that table which I finally broke down and got some bins for that stuff because my puzzle pieces were falling in the box. <laughs> oh, Somebody was yeah. going to get a puzzle oh, piece boy. in their order yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, nothing is more biblical than going back for the one well, you know, you know what I was thinking That's is... That's great. You're a piece of the puzzle. Uh, yeah, you yeah. could do that in every one. Yeah. You're a piece of the puzzle. Well, I like that y'all said that. You know what I thought of? What? is that? Have you ever seen people that do these really nice puzzles and then they like... They frame them. They frame yeah, them. They laminate them. Put yeah. them, yeah. Without one, with what, without one piece in it, I would love that because oh, yeah. we're not finished here. Right. Absolutely. Right. We, won't be, we won't be finished. No matter how close we get, we will never be finished here. That last piece mm -hmm. is up there. Right. That's what I was thinking I like of it. whenever you said that you like to cross out. Because yeah. I'm a 999 piece too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other thing that might be shocking to you is I don't like for puzzles to linger on the table. I know what it looks like. What I really want to do is just swipe a puzzle across the table. Nice. Go fine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just Have so you done that? No, not yet. Well, can but we do that? We can now that everything is in containers with lids. Right. Yeah, it's fair okay. game. Okay. Right. What about what about your puzzle? Is it still there? No, I finished that one. I started another one. Did what did you do with it? The one that you finished. Did you crinkle it all up again? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'd like to be involved in that next time. I will call you and we're going <laughs> to sling that thing across the table. Please, please. Well, uh, Tuesdays will help you with your puzzle so you could get it done faster. <laughs> okay. So, but not all the way. Not all the way. No. We don't want to take your, you know. Yeah, yeah that last. Okay, but last but you, you know, you're you're the executive director and yes, there's lots of organizing and paperwork and you handle everything. But what about some things that people don't realize? Like, uh, have you felt yourself? I mean, would you have ever been on a podcast? Probably. No. But I found out that it was a desire of your heart, though. It was. Isn't that? That's cool, though. Yeah. Um, oh, I was talking to Emily about it, and she had, she had asked, you know, about it and how we like it and everything, and told her kind of the background of it. And I had forgotten that when I was probably, I don't know, middle school. And I was with one of my good friends. We made a radio show for my dad. Like we sat there with our boom box, two boom boxes. And we had one recording, one playing country music. And so we'd get the songs that we wanted, hit stop. Then we'd do like a little weather report. So it's always been there. Right. It's just coming to fruition. <laughs> so thank you for that opportunity. Welcome to Save the Cowboy Channel 12. My name is Sarah Thorpe. It's a pleasure the to be here with you. Ukrainian princess. Yeah. yeah. I just took a picture of her. I'll, I'll post it whenever we uh, do this. I'll, I'll post yeah. it on there as the picture of, of your support for Ukraine. That's where that yeah. came yes. from. Mm -hmm. It's a Ukrainian tiara. Yeah. And... And it has ribbons on it, and Ty had one with ribbons on it, and me and Mitch just have our, we're just yeah. rally capping it. Yeah. I'm Ukrainian. <laughs> Ukrainian. 
he said it. He just went and said he it. He did. It's okay. <laughs> we love it. I love it. I'm going to offend somebody today. May as well get started. Uh, we love the Jews. No, seriously, we do. Well, Jesus yeah, I was do. a Jew. I yeah. do. I, I get <laughs> fully support Israel. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. but there's a but we got to be able to have some fun. Well, right? okay. So the reason Ty's having fun with that is because Ty wears these little bitty flat buckaroo hats, and people tell him they look like Jewish hats, which they right. don't. Right. But still, he's <laughs> I, just having I, fun with what people have fun with him about. Right. And, That's and all and it so, is. Yeah. It, I take it and roll. That's you know, you all can either it get is. offended or That's you can right. go. So I, I either get confused for a. For a Jew or an Amish guy, I'd rather be a Jew. <laughs> right, right. It's funny you because, say that because, because we the share Amish, the same God, so we're yes, good. Yeah, yes, we're all good. Yeah. Yes, the Amish people will never hear this. So Very what? True. What else has has been? Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, there we go. There you go. Uh, I keep forgetting I'm in charge. Maybe I need to make tight. No. No, you're going to show me, no. and I'm going to take it over. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. D. In May. In May? Yeah. Okay. okay. This button is the... All right. And this button is... Okay. And this button is... Okay. And you know what the other button oh, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got four... We're a four-button podcast right here. <laughs> hey, a button for each of us. We keep I it simple. Own, we do keep it simple. I want control keep it of my own button. <laughs> Don't push my button. <laughs> I'm going to push it. You, you do push it. You wait. <laughs> okay, so what, what Get away. type of, uh, I don't know, how would you describe ministry that people wouldn't expect with an executive director? Because, I mean, like, let me, like, you help out here at the ranch. I mean, you're yeah. not just paperwork. By any means, no. By any, I mean, like you have your hand in like nearly everything. Simplified cowboy version, yeah. and wh- why are you smiling at me? I just feel me? like I'm about because these two kids in the back seat of this car about oh, make know. me turn this car around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, while the adults are talking. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch and Tyre. <laughs> Can I not sit by the pyro next time? <laughs> I'm fanning the flame. Okay, so what things so, are not like, expected? Like, yeah, like what are some of the things you you get to, what opportunities has ministry opened up for you? Oh gosh. That like you wouldn't have thought being. Yeah, Um. there's been a huge creative aspect to it, which I love. I absolutely love because. um being in business, I got, I always say that business school sucked away all my creativity, mm. but I'm finally getting it back. And you have allowed me to explore that. And I mean, you handed the reins over on the website, which mm-hmm. was huge for you. Right. And that was awesome to do. I'd never done that before. Um, so there's things like that. There's a lot of, um, I've been writing more, mm-hmm. which I used to like to do as a young person, not little. Because you're still little. Yeah. <laughs> um, the people that you meet for random stuff. People call me up with some of the most random things, but one of the most fulfilling is if somebody calls for a prayer and you stop and pray for them. Right. Man, I never thought that I would do something like that. And I not too long ago had a hard time praying out loud. Right. And this has um, definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone as far as that goes. Right. 
Um, I, I don't know. No, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's it's that's the kind of stuff, stuff that I was looking for. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the reason I asked the question is, man, when when you say that you're in ministry, I mean, come on, what do ninety nine out of a hundred people immediately preaching? Yeah, yeah. or or fuddy duddy yeah. or anything like that, and like. <laughs> We may be a lot of things, but fuddy duddies. No, <laughs> <laughs> we are not. And I, I guess what I was trying to get at is, you know, Ty and Mitch. I mean, you know, th- they're the ranching guys, and we get to help out as much as we can and stuff like that. They got the cool jobs. You know, they got the cool jobs. I'm the guy typing on a computer, writing a book. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and you're doing the books and yeah. stuff like that. And there's there's fuddy-duddy stuff to all of our stuff. But, man, whenever you take it in totality, man, we have the best life ever. And I think that that's what people are looking for is a life with God mm-hmm. in service of God. And, like, Ty, let me ask you this. You, you've been in and around ranching your entire life. Yes. And you still are. Yes. But it's different. It's way different. It's way different. <laughs> Why? Um, because he's the boss. The, <clears throat> I like being the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't like being the boss because, because you get to make all the decisions. Yeah. And, and I would rather a lot of times just be told what to do. Oh, tell me about it. But then it. when I get told what to do, I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> me and you are yeah, one Yeah, Kev, Kevin knows all about yeah, that. Yeah, I started a mystery because the only yeah. boss I wanted was God. <laughs> right, right. No, the, the, He's the, the only one I won't say, well, that's stupid. <laughs> and I probably thought that, yeah. and he knows I thought that, but I still did it. Well, let's back up a second. A minute ago, you said we have the cool jobs. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Yesterday, I had my arm shoulder deep in a cow. Pulling a dead calf Trying to pull a dead calf out of her, which wasn't enjoyable at all. Right. But it's part of the job. But to me, to me, uh, the difference is the reason that I'm in ranching. And now, now I ranch for God. And we used to ranch for, I don't know, it wasn't for money. I'm not sure what I was ranching for before, but for the enjoyment of the lifestyle. Right. Or, you know, I was just always drawn to animals. Right. uh, um, And that, you know, I like, I just. You know, I like horses. I like being outside. I love the land. I've always felt like I'm, I got an attachment, like a genetic attachment to the land. Right. And, uh, but, uh, but now I get to do it for him and, and I get to be surrounded by people that are amazing. They're just amazing who, who are living for him too. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that can't be, I mean, you can't top it. Right. You can't top that. I, um, you know, I, I wanted to go back and say, you know, when I said earlier that I've been called a ministry. Right. And I said, no, I don't want to put it out there at all that that's a good idea for people, <laughs> for people to say no to God. But God knows us and he knows we're going to say no sometimes. What he did for me, and it sounds like for, for at least uh, Mitch and Kevin was, he brought that back around and gave us another shot. Mm-hmm. It's like he planted yeah. a seed. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that time I, Kevin can attest to it. When he asked me, I didn't hesitate. I said, yes. Right. Because it was the right time. I, I was mature, more mature. I'm, right. I don't think I'll ever be grown up, but uh, <laughs> more mature and, and ready for that, for that opportunity. And it was a little bit different opportunity. Like I said, I never felt any calling to become a Catholic priest, but I, I felt a strong calling to become a part of this ministry with with 
everything that that we're doing right and, and so don't despair out there if you're out there and, and you say man i missed my i missed it you know i know that that was my shot yeah it's i think com- it's coming around again yeah and, i think and next god time, will always come yeah, back and give yeah, you another chance yeah, yeah. um but what does this is what what does ministry look like for you you know, a lot of people think that ministry automatically assumes that, that you are in church leadership. Uh, ministry isn't that. It's, it's a personal thing with each person. Every person is, is called to ministry. And ministry is just doing God's work. Doing, right. doing whatever he asks you to do. And, and listening to that and, and being willing to do it. Um, so for me, you know... <clears throat> being in this ministry there's a lot of things that that i didn't want to do uh this podcast i i I had no idea what a podcast was right i'm I'm not really involved in a lot of social media stuff and things like that i don't i just avoid it because i don't don't sure it's just not my deal um it's not your shit sandwich exactly right (laughs) sorry is i mean that's true i mean I'm glad you cussed first on this podcast. <laughs> well, I've been, I mean, I've been we, really trying to be actually, good. <laughs> you started. <laughs> well, and I'm, I mean, that, that's just, there, there's anytime you're doing something you love, mm-hmm. there's going to be some shit sandwiches yeah, and yeah. you just have to find something that you're willing to eat those with. And, you know, I mean, this is the line of work that God has called me to. And the sandwiches still taste like that. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> but, do. but it, it's it okay. Yeah. It doesn't change. You know, we're, it, it doesn't really change. We were talking about the seasons of life mm-hmm. a little earlier. There's still some hard, hard times, for sure. The difference is, uh, I know who to go to, uh, right? When, when I'm going through those hard times, uh, I go to God and I go to my my uh, family, my which is which is the body of Christ, right? And they're there for me. You guys are, you know, like the center of that in my in my wife and son and and my other good friends, but this whole ministry is, is there. And, mm-hmm. and so that's the difference for me is yeah, I'm not alone anymore. Right. You know, I know, I know God is there with me. The Holy spirit does not necessarily, it doesn't speak to me out loud. Right. But, but it speaks to me through, through my thoughts, through my heart, through, through, you know, it's just guide. I, I've accepted that guidance. Well, and, 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 you know, as Brad McLean said on the, on the conference call the other day, he said, you know, I have a really hard time and I, I I really want to get into this. Uh, he said, I really have a hard time with people said that, that, that God told them. Yeah. Mm. But what did, what did Brad say that he didn't know that God was that verbose or what did he say? It was something like that. And just so everybody knows God did not, I've not had a burning bush moment okay it was just more of like an idea that wasn't yours that you know is true Mm -hmm. that's the best way i can describe it 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 wasn't god didn't say kevin well it it would sound like what would god sound like for you Hmm. hey idiot no, I mean like his voice. If if God used oh, somebody's voice, absolutely, Morgan like that, Morgan know. Freeman. Yeah. If you build like, it, they will come. Yeah. Who like feel the uh, dreams? Oh, he's so it's not like anybody you know. It's just like deep booming voice. Yeah. Oh, much. what about you? Oh, who who gosh. would God sound like? 
God would sound more like Matthew McConaughey to me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm joking. Okay, but, God but, would sound like Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. <laughs> just, just crooning to me, to my soul. <laughs> I've got permission from Kathy to cheat on her only with Stevie Nicks. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's your that's yeah. your hall pass. Yeah. 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 I doubt it'll ever happen. That's right. That's never right. know. I always have hope. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> her her voice just calls to me. So anyway. uh I I also have a problem when people come up to me and I'm talking about in a professional manner with me being in the position that I'm in. They come up and they say, God told me to do this. I'm like, man, that was pretty specific because God didn't tell me to do something specific. It was more like, you're going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it was like. He didn't tell me that I was going to be living in Kiowa. He didn't tell me that, you know, and he didn't say any of that. He just, as you said earlier, just kind of planted a seed in me. And I don't know, man, it's, it's one of those things that I think people try to push stuff they try to make stuff happen instead of letting God make it happen because you had been praying, mm-hmm. but you didn't come ask me for a job. No, I had no clue that, but I just walked by one day and said, you're going to work for me one day. Yeah. You know? And, and it's like, it's like in a way I could see your prayers, I guess. Man, that doesn't really sound right, but I think God was just bringing what I needed, what you needed, what Ty needed, what Mitch, yeah. you know, what we all need. And he just brings in the right people at the right time. And here's the deal. For you that are listening, man, you could be one of these right people at the right time. And I'm not I'm not saying for anything specific, but you could be a right time for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and. Well, uh, Sarah and Mitch were, were both answered prayers. Oh for yeah, this ministry definitely. I I know personally. I'd been praying for for Mitch for a while, and I'd been praying for Sarah for a while. Didn't know absolutely didn't know who Sarah was, yeah. right? But I was praying for you mm-hmm. and God. Yeah, and I God I, answered that. I remember you, Kevin, saying the same thing that you had been praying and for someone for sure. that position, and you didn't know the details. Yeah, of it, and I. That's kind of cool how God works. He's, mm-hmm. You know he. Sees the needs and the desires and... Well, I had finally... I finally got tired, honestly. And I think Ty was the same way because we were trying to run this minute... Well, you know, for a a couple of years nearly, I ran it by myself. I mean, I did have a board of directors and they were great. But, you know, I, I tried to use them as just wise counsel, not where they had their hand in everything. You know, I wanted them to be there for me and I wanted them to be my wise counsel. And God has brought every single one of them to me and they've all been great. But my board has up until recently has always been hands off. They've just been big decisions, not day to day operations. So the day to day operations you know, me and Ty, and then we did have a couple of bookkeepers that were just invaluable, you know, Janet mm-hmm. and Kathy and Mel and, right. you know, stuff like that. But, you know, we needed something more than help with bookkeeping. Yeah. We needed some leadership and blah, blah, blah. And that's where you came along. And the same thing with you, Mitch, is that me and Ty were tired of doing this by ourselves. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I mean, we were doing everything here and Ty was basically taking care of everything here by himself. And then I was doing the serving ministry. I'm the one that was out there day working for everybody and, and doing all of this stuff and trying to do my job. And I finally just realized I, there's no way in hell I could do this by myself. And we didn't even have the money when y'all came on. Yeah. I remember like a month into it, working with you and meeting with you like twice a week to begin Mm -hmm. with. I remember going home and saying, oh my gosh, I don't know how he has done all of this (laughs) himself. Right. And now, you know, almost two years Mm -hmm. later, I still look at you and I think, (laughs) how in the world does he do that all himself? And the same with you too. I'm sure I'm just not. Um, in the we're just not including you. Yeah, I'm just leaving you out, Ty. No, <laughs> it I don't. Just looks like whatever. <laughs> I know. I don't know Ty's daily workings. I do Kevin's, and, right. and I'm sure Mitch. You probably felt the same thing when you came on. And you looked around. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, they need help, yeah. and not in a bad way, but just the overflow of work. And even now, I still know you're crazy busy, mm-hmm. Kevin, and I'm crazy busy. Yes, you are, and it. I yeah, but yeah, but we're growing. I mean, that's oh, the thing. absolutely, it's wonderful. The, the, yeah, the, before it's, before you guys came along, our growth was limited. We'd we'd overgrown ourselves. Yeah, and and we weren't doing a good job. Well, we were the yeah. we were what was keeping the growth from happening, yeah. and it wasn't that we were doing anything wrong. It was just bigger than we were able to handle. Right. Yeah, you hit so your that capacity. yeah, we, there was a we, lot of stuff falling through the cracks, and yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we were stressed to the max. Oh I mean, yeah, we were both ready to just just you know donkey jaw someone yes yeah each other each other everybody else else, you know and and the hard part about ministry is that you know we know we're all supposed to get along you know and like we would go work for people and you know there'd be something there and you know i mean most of the people we work for are amazing but you know every once in a while we get a call from somebody and you know you get cussed out it's like dude i am here helping you and you want to cuss it you know and i mean it wasn't personal it was you know to a bunch of us you get that blankety blank out of there and like well you told us to come over here if all of us are doing something wrong you might want to look at yourself there buddy (laughs) you know because we're all of us are good hands and we're all doing it wrong yeah i don't think so but the point is you know that it was tough and in ministry you're supposed to put your happy face on right you're supposed to be happy all the time there's not supposed to be anything wrong and so behind the scenes me and ty were dying Yep, we were. We were dying in our relationships. We were dying in our professional lives. And finally, I don't know if it was me or Ty or both of us, but probably it was just God just like smacking our heads together saying, you know what, y'all are making this fail. Not making it fail, but, you know, y'all got to get some help in here. Mm -hmm. So we did. Yeah. So we did. Yep. And it started with Abe. It did, you know, did. and Abe and Abe, Abe, Abe was Abe's, the conduit for for right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Abe was a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so what about you, Mitch? Tell us about your thoughts on ministry and working in it and the misconceptions about it. And I think um, I went into it kicking and screaming. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not going to go into it, and until every support that I had in my life got flicked out from underneath me to where God said, see, finally you see me here I am. Right. And, and it was like, you know, like on, um, Mario brothers, like the Wii deal, like the racing deal, Mm -hmm. like when you hit like a, 
uh, whatever the deal is that makes you go faster and like yeah. gets you ahead of everybody. Yeah. Turbo boost. Like like that was what happened in my life. Jet fuel. It was like I. Like, Kit hit the turbo boost. It was like I everything like fell out. Everything like fell the, out. Yeah. High octane. Everything fell out from underneath He's too me. Too young for that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he didn't get the Night Rider that's reference. Another, that's another reason. Uh, Mitch was a blessing because now we got someone who can relate to the young, young, young. And <laughs> it wasn't that I couldn't relate. I just didn't want to lose my train of thought. <laughs> like I just did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, like I, know Mitch, I, I know if I don't spit it out, that I'm was gonna a, forget that was my Go ahead, Mitch. Yeah. But like yeah, every support like collapsed underneath me until. And like every time, like I was saved at a very young age. So even though I wasn't following God, he was still preparing me for the role that I'm in now. Yes. But I didn't see it then. So that day, whenever I had that calling to go into ministry, it was that little seed planted. And I was like, uh, hell no, I'm not going to, yeah, you know, I'm not doing that. Right. But deep down, I knew Bible it was a truth. Bumper. And, and it took me two years to get, get past that point of, and the only reason I got past that point is because every single thing in my life collapsed. And I, I knew I had a calling to ministry, but I didn't know what that looked like. Right. And I didn't know whether that was preaching. I didn't know whether whether that was just a serving thing or just any leadership or whatever. But the more I got to thinking about it, I was being called to ministry. Just didn't mean that I was going to be a leader in the church just because I was being called to ministry. What I figured out was if I'm a Christian, I'm in ministry. That's right. Full-time ministry. And I, and I think that's what I learned the most is if I see somebody in need, I go and help them. Or if I see somebody in the church, like in the church building that's a need, I, I can help them because that's part of my gifts. If I see a need, most likely it's I'm gifted at that need. So I can help with it. Is that why you always try to knock the tables out of my hands or, or trip me up? No, no. That's, that's just, just because uh, you're Sarah. Yeah, okay. I just have a lot in making things harder for people and having fun with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ty. That's well, Ty when he's trying well, to chain a yeah, gate horseback. Yeah, back. but it's only fun for one person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Usually the rest of the crew doesn't see the fun in it. I know, but I do. No, I, it, it helps me because I can get serious sometimes. <laughs> keeps me, keeps me I like, keeps I like, it light. I like yeah. riding in the back of the Ranger and getting a big brome grass and then Ty is really focused on something and I'll, I'll scratch his ear with it from the back seat and he'll be going like this trying to hit it out of his ear because he thinks it's a fly and then he realizes it's me and then he'll just get mad can, can we all have a moment and pray for me <laughs> or when he's chaining the gate Lord. i like to move the gate while he's trying to chain <laughs> yeah it never gets old ever yeah after 200 times it's still yeah, funny it never gets old to me <laughs> Old is in the eye of the beholder, right? Okay. I I prayed for youth, and now I'm now I'm um, now you, you're regretting. You, you, I get all the benefits of and his you youth, get all the negatives. and I get all the negative <laughs> of the immaturity that goes along with it. Uh, I love it. I, I love it. I can just imagine God sitting up and in heaven watching you guys and just <laughs> cracking up i hope so yeah, yeah. i really like, think like, like i think he's cracking up because he's like they're just a bunch of idiots yes they're just wandering yeah. around and every now and then they do kids. something right and i love them i really yes. think i really think when those ideas come to me that's just the holy spirit <laughs> i do like that's the seed that was planted oh, in my mind oh, i mean how no. does he how does he know he's loved if you don't pick on him right that's, that's true right. and I, that's, that's what right. i tell the people yeah. if we're not giving you crap that's uh, right be, beware hey people yeah. mm-hmm. people who know me when i give them the silent treatment that's when they know i'm mad right so. well you know i had one of our board members uh their spouse one time i said something and they looked at me and they go what the hell's the matter with you 
what? I don't even remember, but it was great. <laughs> that might I, said, have, I don't that know. Might have, that might have been my wife. <laughs> 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 it was. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we're all just a little bit off. Yeah, we're, we're, we're human. We truly are the misfits. We are. Yeah. We we really are. We yeah. we uh, like the lady on the. Uh, oh, what was that? That lady that had the talk show that everybody loved. She's a comedian. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yeah. That lady, that old lady from Austin that called in. She goes, I love Jesus, but I drink a little. <laughs> <laughs> I have an air freshener that says I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Only when it's needed. Yeah. Only yeah. when it's needed. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. It's for emphasis. <laughs> and it's. You're going to hell because of that, you know. So I, I actually asked Brett yesterday no. when when I got done pulling that calf and everything was done and everything I'm like Brett did did I cuss at all through that because I've been really working on right this, right and and I'm like if there was an opportunity it would have been then because yeah. I mean this this leg was way back in right. and this cow was big and strong and I didn't have any lidocaine to to give her an epidural so I, I'm having to try to push the calf back oh, on gosh. his head with one and I only can only get one arm in there. And then try to reach back along his side and grab grab his knee and bring his right. forward. Well, every time she'd push him and you know just right. put the vice vice grips on your arm. Yeah. And uh, so I said, Brad, did I did I cuss at all? He's like, Well, you were doing a lot of mumbling back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dang it! <laughs> that was probably a little bit of gagging. Hey, yeah, <laughs> it Man, was a little stinky. Uh, I'm so glad that's your gift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my gag reflex. Oh boy. That's one of those things yep. that I inherited. It's genetic. So, so my my dad had a real real bad gag reflex, and so as he got older, he wasn't able to lance abscesses. And, I'm getting and that way. Dead calves and everything, and so I always made fun of him because you know, he'd always make mm-hmm. us go out and his his kids go out and do it, and my mom. So we'd have to pull lambs and we'd have to doctor stuff because he just couldn't be around it. And I always thought, you know. You know, that's just a sign of weakness. Right. <laughs> and, and now it's like, whoa, boy. Yeah, I'm getting real bad. I am, too. Uh, I am, Sean too. Phil gave me a hard time when we're out, because I carry Kleenex in my pocket, and I, I have to shove it up my nose when we lance abscess. Yeah, I had to, I had to, I nearly peaked the other day trying to clean up dog crap. Oh, that, 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 that I cannot that. handle. I can't. Uh, that or dog bad. puke. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but what I, what I want to, let's don't, see. Don't puke at that. <laughs> yay um but i think that there's a there's something that we've been dancing around this whole time that i think is very encouraging to people and that is that um all three of you had started working on your personal relationships with christ before those doors opened mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so I think a lot of people, you know, they they want to do big things for God, but they just sit around and wait on, on God to tell them something to do instead of, because I think that God works with action. Mm-hmm. You know, we right. can't just stand there and God use us over there. We've we got to go over there mm-hmm. right. in order to, to be used. And Ty, before you were hired on, I mean, you volunteered for what, nearly two years? I did. Yeah, two years I for free. I just wanted to be a part of it. Right, I, like, right. I told you I'd clean toilets. I don't care. Yep. I just, I want to be, you know, that's that. We're all, if we're honest with ourselves, everybody out there, you know, we feel that in our mm-hmm. heart that, that we're, 
we're 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 not all it like right. ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are a part of the big machine, the the bigger picture, and we're we're a part of that. And we have not a a want, but a need to be a part of that. And I had that strong need um, my whole life. And and Kathy's the same way. She's she's felt that need to be a part of something bigger. We know we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I got the opportunity with you, I'm like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Right. I just want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. So right. a part of something that I can believe in and get behind yeah. and that glorifies God. And uh, so, I, yeah, I, I was willing to, you know, I think I volunteered for two years. Mm-hmm. And then, and then <clears throat> that's when I really started having back problems. Right. And, and I was overloaded, like Sarah was talking about. Kathy was the same way. She's like, you, you can't do this anymore. You can't do everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. You got right. to pick something. And Right about that time, mm-hmm. you asked if I wanted to become an employee, and uh, it wasn't. It, it was a hard decision financially because I was making a lot of money shoeing horses, but right. but my body was shot, and right. I, and I was really looking for something else to do, and so it was a. Well, you know, at our Bible study, we have a Bible study before church uh, ever every Sunday morning. We our services start at nine thirty. You can watch them on Facebook or at SaveTheCowboy dot com if anybody's ever interested. But we have a eight o'clock Bible study beforehand, and we probably have what twenty, thirty people, mm-hmm. something like that. It's not a big Bible study, you know, or anything. But um, Caleb had said something uh, Sunday morning, and talking about the tapestry of life. And it, the first time he said that, man, I cannot get this picture out of my head of my grandmother sitting in her chair at the ranch while she was doing a cross stitch and other things well the only thing i can see looks stupid because mm. i'm looking at the back side of it mm-hmm. right and i'm sitting there and i'm staring i'm like there's no way that that mess right there can be anything beautiful but yet every time she finished and she turned it around it was beautiful and i think that that's the difference in when we're just living our lives for us we can only see that the others, the the backside of the cross stitch, you know, it doesn't make sense or anything. But when we give our lives to God and we start using the gifts that he gives us. And like I said in the beginning, the reason Save the Cowboys has been successful is simple. I went after what God already wants. I wanted to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ, you know. And, and I know that the hellfire and brimstone is part of it. Hell is, hell is hot and it's real. Jesus talked about it. And we don't shy away from that. But we don't let anything overtake that it is good news mm-hmm. of what Jesus has done for us. And, and he can take our cross-stitch life and what we see on the backside whenever we start living for him and using the gifts that he has given us for his glory then suddenly we get to see the other side of that and it actually is a beautiful thing i i think it's a it's a really special moment and i hope that all three of y'all and everybody listening too i hope that at one day that y'all can look back and go my life has been beautiful with what god did with it mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah it's all- it's been real yeah. real recently that I just smiled and thought, you know what? I know all the ugly parts of my life, but they're on the backside because what Jesus sees is a beautiful picture right. of mm-hmm. who I am. And so I, 
I know I mess up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know I get criticized, but but my but my relationship with God is real. And we, we have knocked down drag outs and I try to tell God what to do sometimes and he laughs at me and I get mad and I get pouty and sometimes, you know, I get quiet and he still mm-hmm. loves me. Mm-hmm. He still loves me and he still uses me every single day if I allow him. Yeah. So do y'all have anything else before we go? Yeah, I really like that. You know, I think when we do really start living for Christ, we do see that beautiful side of our lives. Because we see that grace and we see that lovingness no matter how much we mess up. It's it's there. And I mean, I really started seeing it whenever, I remember when I really felt God's grace in my life. And it's when I, when all that support went out and all I felt was just shame and guilt and just nastiness. And I just remember one night, like it all just came flooding in. And I was just reminded that, not reminded, but this is the first time I learned that it didn't matter what I did, I was already loved. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter what I did. Like, all the guilt and the shame that was in my life, it didn't it didn't matter because Jesus still loved me. God still loved me. And he had a bigger plan for my life. Yeah. And, and that was when I finally made the decision of, you know, you, you feel this calling to ministry and you don't know what it looks like. So just go to somebody that's in ministry and try to get them to help you. And that's exactly what I did. And it led me down the path ultimately to here. And, and I'm a very straightforward person that it, when God finally got a hold of me like that, it was finally, here's the light at the end of the tunnel, follow it. Right. Because I didn't want to follow it. Like I needed a sure sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not very smart. Like you this, needed the burning bush. The yeah. little, the little whispers weren't enough for me because, yeah. and, and I, I, I think I was too bullheaded to see it. Uh, I just didn't want to do it until, I mean, it was literally like that, like every single thing was knocked out of my life until that was the only option. And I'm glad it happened that way. At the time, I wasn't very happy. And it goes back to the seasons that we were talking about. I just thought I was in a single, I was in a, I was in a season of just loss and grossness. But the next season that came was just so full of beauty. It was like turning that around mm-hmm. and seeing the beautiful side of it. of saying here, even though you weren't following me, Mitch, I'm still preparing you for what you're meant to do. Right. And now that I'm doing it, it's, it's, it's really beautiful to see. It's like God orchestrating my life in a way that, you know, like whenever I see Kathy and Ty dancing, it's a beautiful step-by-step process. And, and I can see that a lot in my own life, just with my relationship with Christ is whenever I'm going step for step with him, it's, it's beautiful like that and it's flowing. But whenever I get out of time and start doing my own thing, it's ugly. Right. Looks yeah. like me doing the Macarena. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I have videos of. You do. You do. But I ain't scared. <laughs> you ain't scared. I'm not a good dancer, but I ain't scared to be a bad dancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's all good stuff. That's all good stuff. What about you, Sarah? Any last words? Any last thoughts? I have a lot. Um, one thing that we had touched on earlier before we started the podcast was like recognizing those gifts. Mm-hmm. And for me, I thought it was going to be something really cool and glamorous. Right. And, you know, I thought I was going to sing again. <laughs> you are. You're I'm you, not. You're running to operate outside of your gifts. I was. <laughs> and it took God kind of pounding me on the head and giving me those very clear signs that, no, girl, this is it. Like yeah. you're 
great at this and I've you don't see it as a big deal, but we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we think it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. <laughs> so I just want to say to all of the listeners, if you don't know what your gift is, don't freak out. Pray on it. Ask God to open your mm-hmm. mind and your heart and your eyes. And, and be willing to act on it. Yes. Like if you ask for it, be willing to do what it says. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be ready. Be ready. Yeah. Be, just be committed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to what that process is, but it could be something that you think is completely, um, I don't know, just not very consequential or influential or any of those things, but, uh, you might be wrong. Mm-hmm. So look for that common thread in your life. And Kevin has said this before, what makes your heart hurt? Yeah. Which people's bad accounting does sometimes make my heart hurt, but well, it hurts their family. In yeah. the long run, that yeah. stuff catches up with you. Oh, yeah. yeah, but like it wasn't the case with mine. Like right. it, it wasn't tugging at my heart that people didn't have good spreadsheets. So what breaks your heart? Uh, the lack of love. Lack of love. Yeah. And I can see that um, showing itself more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and I can maybe, see that. Maybe it's a season that I'm in where that's kind of, I don't know, who knows what, what will come of it, but that's definitely what breaks my heart. But right. I just want the listeners to know that. Well, that's why that's kind of why I asked is because I had heard that one time is like, you know, where you don't know what to do, what breaks your heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then do something to fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or not. Yeah. You're never going to fix it, no. but help somebody have a that, hand. Yeah. It. Make a hand fit in, fill in where you that's fit it. in, I was just thinking you know, about that. and um, so that's good stuff. Yeah. So don't give up. I. I God created us all. He knew us all before we were born. Mm-hmm. I think he had something in mind for us, mm-hmm. each and every one of us individually and specifically. Yeah. So don't yeah. uh, get Hope- down on yourself. If- Hopefully this either plants the seed or waters mm-hmm. the seed that's already in your mind. Because yeah. most likely Amen. if you're a Christian, you already know. Right. Deep down. Like it's a truth. And, 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 and don't get discouraged if you're not following it. But maybe this is your wake up call. Right. Yeah. Right. What about you, Ty? Any final words? Yeah. I mean... Your 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 spiritual gift doesn't necessarily mean that that that's what you've been doing. Um, mm-hmm. So it it so happened that that I'd been working in ranching my whole life, so I was able to come on and help at the ranch. But my but my gifts are teaching and leadership. wasn't really that good at it, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, right. We can attest to that. I wasn't really that good at it. Um, had the potential to be good at it, but wasn't. And so those, those, just because I was in ministry in a situation where I was involved in ranching didn't, didn't mean that, that the, my spiritual gifts were getting used well. And so I, you have to work on that stuff. Mm-hmm. God's, get, God's given you the potential. Right. He hasn't given it just so, so people out there. Yeah. But you said you weren't good at it. You, you already were a leader and you were already I, a teacher. God just had to fine-tune those to use right. them for what he wanted not for what you want true and, and, and that's a good and, point if you may not you may not be at the point that you want to be right now when right it comes to yeah. your spiritual well yeah a, i'm not a, the preacher that i want to be right. yeah well and i that's what my point is i, I don't want people to think well right. all of a sudden you found your spiritual gift and you're good now, now you're done yeah, yeah. No, oh no, no. no you're ready to be president just, now because yeah, of your leadership yeah. skill well, all you've done is identified your opportunities to grow right and mm-hmm. and god's going to give you lots of those opportunities right. he gives me lots of opportunities to lead and teach mm-hmm. and you know a lot of them go okay and a lot of them don't 
Yeah, and a lot of the leading and teaching that we do uh, comes from following and serving. Right, Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) And I know when I'm not using my spiritual gifts, I'm in a really weird rut. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah. so encourage people to identify them, like Sarah said, and then uh, I loved what Mitch said about living a life of with no guilt and shame. I mean, mm. what, how, how free can you be? Yeah. I mean, that's, that was, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys there and Kevin ever lived that life, but that's, and I'm not going to bash Catholics, but that's what I got out of Catholicism with a lot of guilt and shame. Right. And, 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 it, and it never even really hit me that hard until you just said it. I'm like, I'm living a life free of guilt and shame. Right. And, and that's, yeah. that's where my joy and peace can come it. from. It's awesome. So, you can go there and then and then identify your spiritual gifts and then and then uh, you're going to get some opportunities to use them and grow with them. And, Gosh, and, I, and I, how fulfilling and purposeful! I'm going to have to say it, and this 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 could we could literally go for another hour with what I'm fixing to say, but um, I've all people love John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish and have everlasting life. Love it. I love it even more with the next verse because it's Jesus talking in the third person, which I've always say that I'm going to start talking about Kevin in the third person. Don't. 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 Okay. I'm going to assume we're talking about another Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) But I love the verse right after because Jesus says, for the son of man didn't come, for God did not send the son of man to condemn the world, but to save it through him. And if any time you are feeling that condemnation, one of the devil's greatest tricks is to try to sound like God. And so he'll try to make you think that God's mad at you. Yeah. yeah. And somebody asked me one time, how can you tell the difference between God's voice and the devil's voice? And I said, they may say the exact same thing, but the devil will use it to make you feel bad about yourself. God will use it to say, I know what you're capable of. Let's go do it and be better without any condemnation. So, you know, the God and the devil could say the same thing. Ty, you can do better. But when the devil says it, he makes you want to quit. He makes you feel worthless. God says, hey, man, I know you're capable of more. Come with me. Let's do more. Gives me hope. Gives you hope. So that's how you that's how you see through that. So none of us should live in condemnation if you're a Christian, because there's not any. Now, that doesn't mean that God likes everything that you're doing, and he may talk to you yeah. about what you're doing, but yeah. he's not condemning you for it. Yeah. He's convicting you of it. That's right. the difference hey. between conviction hey. and condemnation. Hey, I know you just got bucked off that horse. Now get up and get back on Get it. back up. And start lifting. Yep. That's <laughs> it. Yep. Get yeah. back up. Yeah. Very good. Get yeah. back up. All right. Well, on behalf of Save the Cowboy and uh, all of us here at the headquarters in Kiowa, Colorado, we wish y'all a great week and... God bless. You ready, Sarah? Yeah. There it was. (laughs)